Welcome to the Anime Backlog, a podcast featuring three weebs forcing each other to finally watch each other's anime recommendations. A note that episodes will contain spoilers about that week's featured anime and will have explicit language. You can follow the show for updates on Twitter at the Anime Backlog. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. everyone and welcome back to the anime backlog podcast or that time we had enough episodes to make a taylor swift song this is episode Woo. 22 what? for anyone that didn't get that joke it was not a good I, joke i did not don't get that worry joke. about it <laughs> <laughs> i am joined as always by my good friends daniel book hello and nick sparts how's it going and marcus i got your joke i know you hate when i don't get your jokes <laughs> Most people don't get my jokes most of the time, so I f- spend a lot of my day in anger because I hate that shit. I make good jokes, damn it. I'm funny. But that's not what this podcast is about. Well, tangentially it is, but still. This podcast is about us watching anime from our backlogs. And today, my choice was influenced not by a Twitter poll, but specifically by my fiance Caitlin, where I was like, yeah, I'm waffling in between this, 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 and this. And she straight up said, oh, well, I'll watch that one with you. So that's <laughs> the one we're fucking doing. <laughs> that's that's uh, fair. Which, is it one Caitlin has watched before or just that's no. the most interesting to her? No, she has not watched it. Um, oh, is it is it Finland's? Oh, no. Odd Taxi. Odd Taxi. Which actually, you know what? By the time this comes out, we'll probably be married by then. So, my wife. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I believe you are correct on that. It, this, I think this episode Marriott. will literally drop the Wednesday after your wedding. What great timing. God damn yeah. it, I'm good. Look at that. Um, But, for you guys, you will be watching 10 episodes of, and Dan, you were actually right, Vinland Saga. Oh, oh yeah. Part of me was like, it's about time that I finally do this. We've talked about it enough. I should do this eventually. So I was in between this and two others. Odd Taxi was not one of them. Hmm. But Caitlin was like, ooh, I'd watch that one with you. And so I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do a rewatch. Is that your Caitlin voice? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. She she sounds like Hisoka from... (laughs) Ooh, I'd watch that one with you. (laughs) Oh! Vinland Saga's giving me a boner! But, no, it doesn't. It's What? We will be watching the first ten episodes of Vinland Saga. Now, I know that you guys have heard about this one. I don't know what you guys know about it fully. Um, But it's one that I read the manga kind of on a whim, where I was just... Caitlin and I, we do like a, a lot of like what we call Barnes and Noble dates where we just go chill at Barnes and Noble and read together kind of thing. Get out of the house. I and, know. And I <laughs> and I picked up Vinland Saga there and read like the first volume there and immediately was hooked. So it's got an 8.74 
on Mao. Uh, it's currently ranked number 45, period. Uh, the synopsis is, Young Thorfinn grew up listening to the stories of old sailors that had traveled the ocean and reached the place of legend, Vinland. It's said to be warm and fertile, a place where there would be no need for fighting, not at all like the frozen village in Iceland where he was born, and certainly not like his current life as a mercenary. War is his home now. Though his father once told him, you have no enemies, nobody does. There is nobody who it's okay to hurt. As he grew, Thorfinn knew that nothing was further from the truth. The war between England and the Danes grows worse with each passing year. Death has become commonplace, and the Viking mercenaries are loving every moment of it. Allying with either side will cause a massive swing in the balance of power, and the Vikings are happy to make a name for themselves and take any spoils they earn along the way. Among the chaos, Thorfinn must take his revenge and kill Askeladd, the man who murdered his father. The only paradise for the Vikings, it seems, is the era of war and death that rages on. Askeladd is fucking great. If I had a dream role of a character I could voice, more than anybody, it would probably be him. More than the kaiju? I lied. You son of a bitch. Yeah, no, Kafka Hibano, <laughs> that's the, that's, the, yeah. But, okay, but I will say, I, I will say, I, it was Askeladd <laughs> up until I read uh, okay, okay. Kaiju number eight. Yeah, Kafka Hibano. Anybody that's listening, if you're casting for Kaiju number eight, give me an audition. That's it. I, don't, I just want the audition. You don't even have to give me the role. But Askeladd is one of those super compelling characters that acts as a foil to our main character, Thorfinn. To the point, it's hard to argue if this is, like, who's really the main character here at times. Okay. But this one mm. is a very good, even though it's set in, like, a wartime era, war is not the focus. There is a lot of it, don't get me wrong. But at its heart, this is very, very, very much a character drama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, no, I've heard, I've only ever heard good things when people talk about Vinland in general. So this is, Vinland is one of the, from what I understand, like the the three big legendary mangas, like Blade of the Immortal, Berserk, and Vinland are like tippy top manga masters. And I and, can see that. And I think Mappa did this, right? No, Wit did season one. Wit, Wit mm-hmm. did one. Okay. Yes. And yeah, it was, it was Wit and uh, Production IG. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. people the, that did the Attack like, on Titan. Yeah. yeah. So so that that's quite the pedigree there for a show to adapt this and it sounds like it worked for him because I've got I've heard of other non-anime watchers who are just who I would chat with they'd be like, "Yeah, I watched this Vinland saga and Askeladd's like the coolest character, most interesting like but also best and worst dad, villain, oh, yeah. man and uh a ton, ton of other. I, I think there's some other characters that are also nearly as interesting. Um, there are a lot are in of characters show. in here that I find very interesting, mm-hmm. and it's like it's one of those shows where everybody has their own motivation for doing something that I think works really well. Because normally shows, it's like, oh, here's the main character and here's the antagonist, and they have their motivations, and everyone else just exists in their world. This one very much is no, no, no. Everybody's their own person. Everybody is the main character of their own story. They might be side characters in Thorfinn's story, but to them, they are the main character in their own story. 
as opposed to, yes, I'm here, I'm just a sidekick. That's what I've been really, really enjoying about. I just finished up the first season of The Wire. The Wire? I knew you were going to say it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. Um, but that interplay of like characters who have their loyalties with like interpersonal loyalties and then their loyalties to like their group and faction and but like their individual ambitions and things and then just having situations happen then all that shit just pops off. Yeah. Because everyone's got a lot of things pushing and pulling them. And that just makes for a really good story because mm-hmm. yeah, it does get boring when it's just a kid and a vampire girl walking around the street in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> not a lot's going on there. <laughs> Damn, what a hard call out. At, at, at times, at times. Uh, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this one. I think I've brought it up almost every time you've uh, hosted because I've been, I've been wanting to watch it. Well, yeah, I, I said as soon as you pick Cyberpunk, if you ever ask the question again of what am I picking this this time, I was going to just answer Vinland until you Vinland. pick Vinland. Yeah, until I picked <laughs> it. Well, we got there, so well, I figured yeah. it was time for me to stop holding out on you guys, and plus I can watch it with Caitlin, so that makes fun. doing the assignments easier. Um, right. So back to the like how legendary a manga it is. Uh, on Mal, it is the number seven manga. Mm-hmm. Oh, Behind. Mal has a um, separate lists for manga. It does. Yep. Uh, so number one is Berserk. Two is one of the JoJo runs. Yeah. Three yeah. is Vegabond. Four is One Piece. Oh, Five is Monster. Six is Monster. Slam Dunk. Whoa. And then seven is Vinland Saga. Slam Dunk goes kind of hard. I'm sorry. Like uh, really n- yeah. now that Kelsey's been cast in the movie, I think I need to watch the movie and I may actually need to go back and just read the manga. It's pretty good, man. Like I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Slam that manga Dunk is, is why I watched the anime to be honest with you. Cause, uh, that manga is, I heard that that one in particular, in particular is legendary. It, it kind of blew up the, uh, sports thing in, in, in anime and manga. So I'm pretty sure I, it is the first big sports manga, right? Yeah, right. I would say also, I'd also argue helping to popularize sports anime slash manga in the West too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Kind of like it was that gateway for a lot of people, kind of like Akira was when that came out. Like people didn't watch manga as like a huge deal. Like, yes, it got watched, but I think Akira helped popularize a lot of it. But yeah, Vinland was one of those ones that I picked it up and I I could not put it down. And then whenever the anime got announced, I lost my shit. I was so excited, but also so scared because I was like, there's no way they're going to be able to adapt this. It's not going to work. Like, it, it's so high right now that I don't think they're going to be able to do this that, like, leads it justice. And they did. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they did. That's about the best I can say is they did a very good job with this. Yeah, and this gave me hope that they we might get a Berserk adaptation someday that is worth worth it. Wor- yeah, worth a damn. Uh, but yeah, so I, I will admit to you guys, I had a very hard time drawing the line of where to cut this off. Because um, yeah, it is a 24-episode season, so. Yeah, and it's, it's that arc. It's... It's one arc. There's no, like, discernible... Well, there are discernible mini arcs within this, but not, like, 
concrete ones, you know what I mean? Uh, so I picked episode 10, and I picked it just because of where it lies as far as the overall war. So, I mean, I mm. would also be eager to see your guys' reactions of like, oh, yeah, this was a good stopping point, or you should have let it go for like another episode or stopped it here at this sooner episode. So I will admit, this this was hard for me to pick. So I apologize if this was not a good stopping point. Where does the season, the first season end? 24. Oh, it was a full two-core monster? Okay. And so his second season, so it's 48 episodes out already through the first yeah. two seasons. All right. So yeah, it's not like I could assign you guys the first full season. So, And I was like, in between this, or there's a later episode that I thought, but that would also be the highest episode count we've ever gotten for an assignment. And I, I didn't want to do that either. So I'm hoping that maybe, this is a good Maybe spot. during the winter when we're like slow Cooped with up, yeah. stuff. <laughs> but I do think 10 will be a good spot. And at least like you'll get a lot in these first 10 episodes. I'll tell you that much right now. So I think you guys will be able to really determine how you feel about this anime and if you want to continue it. Because how you feel it about episode 10 is probably how you're going to feel for all of it, I will say. It's not like, a, oh, there's potential there for it to like get better. Well, there is potential for it to get better. But it's not like a, I'm waiting on something else to happen or it was good up until this point and then I dropped off. It's pretty fucking consistent hmm. the whole way. Now, some episodes are, quote-unquote, less interesting than others, but you'll have that with any show. But the consistency of this is, I would say, a very strong suit of this as well. So, yeah, 10 episodes. Any any thoughts before we cue the music and watch 10 episodes within the next 30 seconds to come back to these people? <laughs> no, um, I'm no, looking forward to it. So. This will be a oh. fun one to watch uh, on vacation. Maybe I can get uh, Andy and... Abby and everyone else to watch with me while I'm out in Colorado. <laughs> and Andy, I think, will like this. Andy oh. will like this. I don't know about Dan. I think different Dan. I think he could be interested. It does air a little bit on the gory side for the battle parts. Like, they don't sugarcoat that shit. I, I have heard this one is slightly less anime-y as well. Oh, very much. It's Yeah, very little anime bullshit. I, this was also one I was going to say would be a great one to recommend to people, mm-hmm. kind of on what you said, Dan, to people that don't like anime or don't watch anime, recommend this one. There's like a couple over-the-top things, but it's not like a people have superpowers kind of thing. There's like one person in it that you could argue does, but it's just he's really fucking strong. Oh, so, I think I know. Yeah, he's... But like... <sighs> I've heard that the, like, larger-than-life aspects of the show that happen, because it's otherwise, from what I understood, very grounded. Mm -hmm. But there's some stuff, like, I saw a clip of a dude jumping from one boat to another, and it was, like, a 30-foot standing long jump or something. You know, something a little ridiculous. But um, it could be chalked up to, like, this is literally a Viking saga. Like, it is a story. (laughs) Yeah. So it's so not like over the top in, in like wild ways. Like you're, we're not one punch manning it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're like, oh, I I took on uh, 18 guys, not just three or yeah. something. Like just mm-hmm. a little embellished. But but so that seems perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But yeah, other than that, I'm ready to cue the music and catch you guys on the other side. All right. See you guys All in right, a moment. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. 
Welcome back to the Anime Backlog Podcast. Us three have just traveled to Valhalla, decided it's pretty overrated, so we're back here to just record part two of our Vinland Saga (laughs) watch-through. We have watched the first ten episodes of season one, and uh, let's see what everybody thinks. So, Dan, Nick, what did you guys think of these first ten episodes? Uh, I I can go first. Uh... I enjoyed this quite a bit. It is paced very like evenly and steadily. <laughs> I wasn't terribly excited most of the time. Like there was very little, I felt like there wasn't a lot of hype until um Forkel showed up. <laughs> uh okay. but otherwise the but there wasn't it wasn't like a bad thing. It's just I just not exactly what I expected. Uh but otherwise it's just just killing it in, in almost every category. Like all the voice actors are great in Japanese animation, music, blah, et cetera, et cetera. All pretty killer, but it's definitely like a slow burn through those 10 episodes. I thought mm-hmm. Nick, what'd you think? I love the shit out of this. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, I play, I played a lot of CK two and CK three. So <laughs> the historical aspect of it was right up my alley. <laughs> They use a lot of actual real characters in this, which was yeah. actually pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Halfden is a real person, the like person that they're fighting with in that first episode at the other side of the island um, in Iceland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, and they also mentioned like the f- person who unified Norway. That was a real person. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff was really cool. Plus, I'm Minnesotan. I cheer for the Minnesota Vikings, so I'm probably <laughs> predisposed <laughs> to like Viking stuff. And I like that it didn't seem to be violence for just the sake of violence like it all fit in the time in the story mm-hmm. all seem to make a lot of sense my only real complaint is just how hard they were like spent like four episodes being like by the way thor's is gonna die mm. it's, it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah. it's gonna happen relatively quickly uh so that part was probably the only part that kind of annoyed me was that setup taking a while when it's like you've already spoiled this isn't this isn't a surprise it's in the entire like series description that mm-hmm. it's Thorfinn trying to take revenge for his father getting killed by Askeladd. But beyond that, yeah. Great start to this show. Really enjoyed it. That's I like I like Lee in a lot. To me. I, I did not think that you would like this, Nick. I, I thought you would be like, yeah, it's all right. Not for me. Like I thought oh. this was gonna be one of those I am not the target audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, other key thing to mention, love the metal OP. That is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, re- yeah. That's refreshing. So good. More, more Japanese metal in openers. That was amazing. <laughs> um, point of order. Check out the opening for Rage of Genesis Bahamut. Holy fuck! What an OP. It's great. I probably won't ever assign that one, so just go ahead and peep. 
But all right, let's, I guess, get into the episode to episode. So episode one titled Somewhere Not Here. So this episode kind of starts off with a Viking battle. Um, We start off on the sea. It's kind of like a naval battle as much as you can call it that. But people are like boarding ships and jumping from ship to ship and fighting. And we are introduced to Thor's, who is just fucking shit up. Like He's a beast. This dude is a monster. And so so I, I appreciated this opening bit with kind of setting the tone and expectations kind of of the show where it wasn't full on realism. It was mm-hmm. like a saga. Like it was a kind of hyped up Viking story. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, and I appreciated that, you know, when, when a show kind of sets you off and it doesn't <laughs> confuse you later by doing a huge tone shift, yeah. like Thorkel being ridiculous, jumping a, like a standing a hundred foot, uh, long jump <laughs> from Thor's and shit like you can't that. Do that. I can do that. No, uh, the paperwork <laughs> says I'm white now. Oh, and, fair enough. But I've but love love that opening bit and was really confused early on whenever he uh, was like I'm swimming ah uh, fuck my sword and then we understand it later but yeah. in in the moment I was like what is what is he doing <laughs> yeah that that was a strange moment I was just like what's the move here why is he dropping the sword and and then he apparently swims like a mile underwater so <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's I will say I didn't even think about that because I I read the manga first. And that part is in the manga, but it's, like, pretty quick. Yeah. And so watching the show, I didn't have that confusion. I didn't even think about how that would translate to, like, watching it on screen. Like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Like, Yeah, they don't explain it fully well, like, what's going on until later in the first episode when you go, oh, mm-hmm. he was intentionally bouncing. Yeah, he, was yeah. Just, he just decided, I'm going back to my family. I'm done with this shit. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, this well, sucks. <laughs> At the time, he kind of didn't have a family. That was when he first left. And he was like, I'm giving up this life kind of thing. So he had uh, Helga, I believe was her name. And like she gets pregnant. What was her name? Yeah, Helga. Well, there was like a flashback later on that showed him in the military saying like, I want a boy. Like, give me a boy. Yes. It's right when she gets pregnant. And that's when he bails. So, like, that battle is right after he anou- she announced that she was pregnant. Like, she has the kid, and she's like, oh, it's a ba- beautiful baby girl. And he's like, give me a boy, and leaves for that battle. Oh, so then, what, goes, steals her away, or she moves out here magically at some point? Not necessarily magically. It's more of just like a, hey, everybody's got to think I'm dead. Let's fucking bail. Mm, okay. So that was better explained in the manga. I will say. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, okay. Yeah, because the timelines were you think not. The show is a. Yeah, you think the show is a slow burn. The manga is a slow, slow burn. But not in a bad way. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. take that as me knocking it. That manga is fucking phenomenal. That's oh, why I mean, I was so it's, hyped when they announced the show. It's a it's a legendary manga at this point. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a top five for me mm-hmm. as far as manga goes. Like kaiju number eight being the number one, really? Oh, oh God, yeah. Oh, and then God. even even stepping yourself out of it just slightly, it's not like recency bias. No, I love everything about that manga. Okay, 
Like there's seriously not a. Com- I, so what? What volume just came out? Seven, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I just read that one recently. I still have zero complaints. <laughs> like there's not because like I loved Fire Force, but like the Tamaki stuff was always really off putting. <sighs> I don't have an off putting thing for Kaiju Number Eight. Like everything that's always like a masterpiece to me, I always have one gripe or one nitpicky thing. I can't think of one for Kaiju Number Eight. Mm. So. Me. But this isn't the Kaiju Number Eight thing. I love Kaiju Number Eight, but that's not the thing. Um, mm. But yeah, the the manga is is like a probably a top five for me. I always struggle with rankings, but it's just very very good. Um, but back to the actual anime. So old boy bails on the battle. He fucks off to Ireland, not Ireland. God damn it, Iceland, <laughs> Iceland. <laughs> uh, wrong Less ire, place. more ice. Yes, <laughs> uh, fucks off to Iceland and basically starts a family. He just becomes like kind of a simple, a simple village man, like farming, taking care of cows, shearing sheep. He has a daughter at this point who's fifteen and a son. Um, who is we get introduced to and is becomes the main character of the show. Uh, son's name is Thorfinn, if we didn't yeah. mention that. I wouldn't and call him kid, a simple. Like, he is kind of the de facto, like, village leader, even if it's not, like, an official role. Mm-hmm. Just well, I mean, in comparison to what he was. Uh, everyone it's looks a up more, to him. It's a more simple life, I guess is what I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Thorfinn is, like, a just a a fun plucky little kid like he's just your average little like young boy like he likes to like play fight he dreams of adventure he likes hearing like story like fantasy stories and stuff like that of like travel and battles and stuff like that he's just a regular ass kid who breaks the arms of like nine-year-olds at six well well (laughs) when he tries because they showed it like early on he's like oh i got beat and then Uh, they start talking about like this is I think later on in the episode or it was in the next episode. But he 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 whenever he tries, he starts hurting people. Yeah, you well you can see that there's this kind of rage in him already, like kind of there, but not really manifesting hard. Like it's not his whole personality, but there's something under the surface that yeah. shows that he has the capacity for violence. Which is an important foreshadowing, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one, like one day randomly, uh, this dude just comes wandering over the mountains. Like he's in chains, he's wearing like rags. Dude's like wearing a burlap sack. Well, they find him buried in the snow in front yeah. of the house. <laughs> Conveniently, <laughs> just after morning. just after Helga was like, "Ugh, I'm tired of doing this bullshit. Let's buy a slave." Uh, d- yeah. Uh, and then, and then that was the introduction to how casual and normal slavery was to in this yeah. in this piece of fiction and then and then one just shows up <laughs> well not even in the piece of fiction just kind of like in that time period, oh for like, sure for sure period like if you lost in battle sorry you're either dead or a slave now like that yeah or, you got two options or if pirates raid your ship and kidnap everybody or whatever you're yeah. probably being enslaved and they don't even Welcome want to kill to you it. they want to sell you yeah, mm-hmm. they don't even want to hurt you that bad. They want you healthy so that you can like plow fields or build cabins or wh- whatever. 
but like the next day the uh the slave's master shows up and this is this was your boy that you mentioned Halfton which I have always called him Half Dan. I called him like Half he, Dan because it's my half name. Of a Dan. <laughs> I like am twice that I man. Read it in the manga, and I'm like, I'm sure I'm reading this wrong. Yeah, but I don't care. Yeah, I got. Uh, basically, kick out of he's that. like, no, my my slave needs to be returned, or else everybody's gonna get fucked up. I'm gonna fuck everybody up. I don't give a shit. Um, kind of like showing some of that brutality in this period again, and like the capacity for violence that everyone has, and how kind of casual it is. It was very casual because otherwise, he was yeah. very reasonable. It was just like, no, this is mine. Give it back. Yeah, like this was a this was just a Tuesday for him, well, mm-hmm. and he demonstrated the violence on his own dude who was trying to start some shit. Yeah, just yeah. like like we don't fuck with order, or I will put you yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Mister Lawful Evil over here. Oh, extremely lawful oh, evil. Yeah, no, like for sure. But Thor's is like, no, 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 we're not giving him up. I'll buy him from you though. And he buys them at like an exuberant price. It was like, what? What was it like? Six sheep eight, or something? Eight like sheep that? is all eight sheep. three years or less of age. Yeah, yeah so like young sheep too. Yep. Immediately after the slave dies, the dude dies. Immediately, <laughs> and then Helga's like, "No, we gave up eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically for nothing. No. Again, how casual? No, not Helga. Yilva. Oh, the Yilva. Yep. Yeah, the daughter. Oh, the daughter. Oh, yeah, Helga's yeah, yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the end of episode one. And this was a great just setting expectations episode and like showing mm-hmm. the world that this exists in. I um, agree. I, I agree. The <laughs> jump cut to the start of episode two confused me a little bit at first. Oh, yeah. We're like, the Vikings are taking a bath and then they're getting slaughtered. It's like, what is happening right fucked now? Up. <laughs> my, my first note for episode two is. It's always the goddamn English. (laughs) (laughs) And I I got a kick out of uh, all of the the English uh, characters being pathetically English uh, throughout the whole show. Good good times. They are criminally British. Like, it is wild. And I love it. And uh, another thing I liked uh, in this episode, they started showing like people armored up and st- a little bit more like, you know, uh, military folks and stuff like that. And they're all mm-hmm. just wearing like chain mail with cloth over it. Like they're supposed yeah. to. Like, or like thick leathers and stuff like that. Like this isn't like the giant like fantasy. Everybody's wearing full plate armor with huge. Well, like even like leather armor wasn't really a huge thing most of the time. I mean, like leather, you get leather wet, it starts to get fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually just like padding and layers of cloth and chain. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean like leather, it's, it's hard to stab through leather. Like you gotta, yeah, but le- leather is like work. hella expensive. Like, and it said, oh, and it's hella hot too. Yeah. Um, but, it but doesn't I, hold up well to seawater. I'm guessing. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so, so I appreciated that. It was just like, just straight up. I, I forgot what this called. It looks like almost like a tabard. But they, they were wearing just like the big cloth things over their mail. And it's like, that's all, that's all you needed then. Um, so the, the accuracy there was really nice. I, I appreciated. I also appreciate like with that, like we get the setting expectations and like some people are wildly powerful. 
but even in a way that's still, to me, kind of grounded. Like, yes, we saw Thor's leap from one boat to another, which is a feat of superhuman strength, but he didn't, like, fly there. He didn't, like, leap over five other ships to land on the sixth ship. You know what I mean? Like, so it was like that kind of, yes, he's doing incredible feats, but they're grounded, if that makes sense. And for the most part, everyone else is pretty normal. Like, eh, most people. Few exceptions. <laughs> few ex- that's why I say most. But, like, most people, they get stabbed once, they're done. This mm-hmm. isn't like a, oh, I've been stabbed through the gut and the heart with 15 spears and I'm still going. It's like, oh, no, that dude got stabbed in the kidney once? Well, he's fucking done. Yeah, there's larger-than-life figures in the show, mm-hmm. but they're not, like, immortal or, like, beyond, like, they're only, like, a step or two beyond normal human capabilities. They're not something crazy. Yeah. The, it's not, an un, nobody's unbeatable. Yes. Which I appreciate it. And yeah. nobody's, like, unharmable, mm-hmm. which I like a lot. Because a lot of the times, too, you'll get these, shows or manga where it's like, oh, this guy's a main character. He's never dying. Oh, he's important to the plot? That dude is never, like, there's not going to be a hair out of place. Nothing bad is ever happening to him. And so there's a couple like that in here where it's like, yes, they're probably going to stick around. But for the most part, it's people are in real danger. Because even if they live out of this, they're not coming out unscathed, which I really, really like. And I think sets it a bar above the rest for me in a lot of aspects. Yeah, shows where all the characters are way too safe just get kind of boring. That, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, and this is uh, the episode we meet Floki and kind of get more of uh, Thor's past. Mm-hmm. Find out he was known as the Troll of Jom. Mm-hmm. I think it's Yom. Oh, sorry, I think Yom. It's, I think it's a soft J, like yogging. Mm. Mm, I love yogging. <laughs> That's a, that's a lie. Even with a funny J, that's that's a lie. Yeah. Um, but this is an episode Thor asks um, Thorfinn, what enemies do you have? Mm-hmm. And and I kid you not, I watched this episode. I, I watched this with uh, one of my friends, uh, and we watched it in two sittings. I think. Or maybe one sitting. But I, we saw this line, what enemies do you have? And an hour later, I saw on Reddit this gif of someone like a this dude leaning against a big door and it's accidentally swung out and almost hit this guy on a motorcycle and the guy on the motorcycle like gets hit but catches it and helps the guy fix the door and then it mm-hmm. said on the bottom what enemies do you have and i'm like no fucking way <laughs> this is for effect just going hard today <laughs> but yeah floki and the yams vikings show up basically in Iceland at Thor's and Thorfinn's village, basically saying like, Hey, war is on with the English and the King wants the troll of Yom back. Like you got to come back. You better do it. Otherwise, again, I'm someone here new. That's going to, I, it's implied that I'm going to fuck up every villager here. Oh yeah. His like mountain men were like stationed outside of everybody's house. Just hanging out. Right. Yeah, it was execute order 86 moments. Uh-huh. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Unless you paint lamb's blood on your doorstep, we will fucking kill every firstborn son. That's a Bible reference. Ha ha ha. But Thor's realizes the threat to the village. And he's like, shit, I 
I guess I gotta go with him. I, I mean, what am I gonna do? It's either me or it's me and everybody. Mm-hmm. So he chooses himself. And he presents it like he's going to be bringing a few of the kids with him, but mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. planning on ditching them with uh, Leaf eventually. Yeah, I love Leaf Erickson. <laughs> oh, oh, no, dude. he's great. I love him so uh, much. What a character. I forgot to mention him as another real person. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, Vinland, Vinland's great. Go to Vinland. There's natives there. I was like, wait a second. This isn't some magical place. This is this is what they called America. I did not know that. Yeah, because they or, or Nova they Scotia, or whatever they landed. Eric the Red mm-hmm. landed mm-hmm. in Finland, and like old times, and like God damn, this place rules. This place is so much better than that shithole we come from. Yeah, this is this is the next best thing to Valhalla. It's a fucking paradise. So yeah, that that was historically accurate as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. I wonder if. Was it accurate that Leif Erikson was this, like, braggart, boaster, ridiculous character? That I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I know that Leif Erikson was real. Mm-hmm. I know that he was related to Eric the Red. I know they came over to, like, northern Canada back in the day. Was Leif, like, maybe the son of Eric the Red? I would assume so. <laughs> I, no, that's how I think names was- work. I think he was his cousin. Oh, there's a lot of I Eric's think. then. Well, I mean, it's the, it's the last name. The naming convention is like your son would be Markson. Markison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Markison. Markison. It's like a moccasin, but uh, different. Leaf was his son. No, it was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at us. Who would have thought? Elementary, my dear Watson. Uh, but we also, in this episode, also, yeah, the the kids that are going with him, we call them kids. They're like teenagers. But back then, that's like, oh, you're on the cusp of manhood, buddy. Get ready for war. They're excited to go. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get to battle, and this is great. Obviously, having never experienced war or battle or any real strife outside of, like, a hard winter. Not any human strife, I should say. So they think this is great. They're excited to go. Yep. They're going to go get their glory. They're going to marry Elva. It's all coming up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also in this episode, we see that Floki has basically made other plans prior to this, where this is also our introduction to Askeladd, where he basically tells Askeladd, hey, you're going to meet up with this Thor's guy. You need to fucking kill him. We don't tolerate deserters. That motherfucker deserted. When you find him, kill him. However, old boy is rough. So just keep that in mind. But there's also this moment in this episode where Escalade and Floki are talking and then a spear flies in between them and just lands in this like banner in the wall. And they just treat it like it's a funny accident. Mm-hmm. And Escalade leaves. Turns out there was like one of Floki's agents hiding behind that banner. And I don't know why. I've always thought that was just a really cool part. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, we murdered your, your man in waiting. But we're going to treat it like we don't fucking know that. But we know that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why Floki just let that go. Well, Probably I think that's because like. Because he wanted Askeladd to still do yeah. what he was hired to do. And then admitting that, like, I was going to get you if, you know, this didn't. You know, it, it would he would have shown his hand if he said, oh, like, we know. 
or you, we know that you know that we knew that we had a dude behind kind of thing. It's like, ah, well, it is what it well, is. That, you got I me. Also, I think it's also, again, setting that like tonal expectation of like, most troops are expendable. Like, you're not a main character. You're just an NPC that I don't care if you die. And then also that uh, Askeladd and his crew are real crafty. Yeah. Yes. No, that part, setting that tone, I understood. It was Floki just being like, eh, whatever, you got the best of me. Because, like, each one of <laughs> you these. Just, you just threw a spear and killed it, killed my dude who was hiding right next to you. Because each one of his. I'm going to pretend nothing uh, happened. Floki's men were all, like, elite. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they set this clan up, and they're like, oh, they're so powerful, they can't get taxed. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. You can't get taxed? God damn. Like, how strong are you? <laughs> You're immortal. Uh, but that leads us into episode three, which is just titled Troll. So this starts off with Ascalad and his basically crew, band, whatever you want to call them. Floki demands double the price to kill Thors. And at this time, back in the village, we see that everyone's still super fucking excited to go, but Thors looks like really solemn and somber like he is not doing okay emotionally with this but all the boys are just so fucking excited to go to war basically with uh leaf's help they set out this is also they make the deal that or well leaf tells uh one of the young girls i don't know that we ever get her name yeah, well, just, it's just a random girls. exposition dump character. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the young girls in the village who's like upset that one of the dudes is leaving, and he's like, "Don't worry, I'll come back with glory." And she's like, "Don't you die, Steve?" And Lee's like, "Hey, don't worry. These boys ain't gonna fight. I'm, we're gonna take them out for a little bit. Thor's is gonna get on another ship. I'm gonna bring them back completely unharmed. But don't tell anybody, okay? Yeah. Like he's being like the like nice, like kindly uncle." basically to everyone. Um, so she kind of perks up a little bit. Yeah. Basically they're going to do a trade stop in Norway and then everyone, but Thor's is coming back. Mm-hmm. Yep. But while they're at sea, I think it's, I, I don't remember if it was Thor's, but just like idly says something like, Oh, we're past this point. There's no going back now. And then you hear like a little kid voice, like, so there's no way we're going back to the village. <laughs> yeah. Right. And Thor's is just like, Yep, that's right, son. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then Thorfinn pops out of a barrel and he's like, oh, yell at me later. I got to pee so goddamn bad. <laughs> Just like runs to the side of the ship. And I did appreciate Thorfinn being like, a, oh, you can yell at me in a moment. Hold on. I've got to take care of this yeah. first. Like, yeah, that knowing was he's in trouble. Yeah. But I had to pee so bad. Hold on. I have one larger priority than you yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're real mad, Dad, but. Uh, Buddy, this takes precedence. Th- that beating has to wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Thor's and crew are going to stop in the Faroe Islands. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I you think are. That's it, how it, it, is Faroe, okay. it is Faroe Islands. It's not Faroe? Faroe Islands? Faroe? Whatever. Faroe. Faroe. Um, so this is into episode three, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're quite a bit into episode three. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But they're going to stop to resupply there, and both Thor's and Leaf notice that something is kind of off. 
Like, they're going through this mountain pass, basically where the sea slash river kind of, like, takes them through this little, what's that word, isthmus? Where it's going through this mountain pass, and they kind of see the village, and they're like, there's not as many houses as there were last time. Something is up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we gotta, we gotta fucking turn around. We gotta get the fuck out of here. They go to turn around, and they see that the way that they went is blocked, like with just like debris and bad. Shit. Oh, well, not, I mean, not just it was, magically. It, was, it fell. From it was them. falling on them. <laughs> yeah, it was falling on them. <laughs> well, it's blocked regardless. Oh, oh gosh, these really sneaky houses showed up in the water. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they, although coordinating yeah. that seems crazy, like tearing apart. I, I imagine these houses aren't exactly up to code, so to say, but I don't know that they had a code back then, buddy. It was the warrior code. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, but as we see later, Askeladd comes up with crazy harebrained schemes that just seem to work for him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Compared to carrying the ships across the, uh, land later, this was not that bad. <laughs> I got a big kick out of the dudes like, I saw a dragon. I promise you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they dropped some houses on them, and the other boats that Askeladd, uh, his his crew was on, pulled up. And Thor's just, <laughs> Thor leap again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the leap was nothing. It was the, like, I'm going to unarmed beat the shit out of, like, 30 dudes. They kill no break one. Break arms well, and yeah, punch that's, faces. That's like, episode four. Is just Thor's just beating motherfuckers. Just like yeah. just one tapping them, and they just crumble. And then one dude's like, "Hmm, psilocybin's pretty cool. I heard it's really good for you." <laughs> <laughs> and then crushes a mushroom, goes all berserker, and Thor still handily smokes him. Well, I think that I think that's the next episode. So. Bjorn crushes that mushroom, goes into a rage, kind of starts beating the shit out of his own it, men. It was the end of three into four. Mm-hmm. Like they they yeah. replayed it. Like beats his own men, like throws some in the water. Some of the other ones are like, we got to get the fuck out of his way. Yeah, Mario and over then here crashed a mushroom. Straight into, yeah, and then that goes straight into episode four. Thor's is just still making Askeladd's men look so fucking pathetic. And again, it's one of those like, yes, it's larger than life, but he's not. Speaking of larger than life, or- episode three, they showed them rowing their damn boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one side had the four youngins with their regular oars, wimps, and <laughs> Thor's had his like quadruple Fucking- XL pizza oven. I was going to say <laughs> the pizza paddle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, I got a huge kick out of that. And he's just like, all right, here we go. And then he tugs once and they're like, oh shit, we got to get on it because he's going to start steering us in circles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hold on. I'm rowing us to Italy. <laughs> Basically <laughs> dude. Yeah. That big fucking pizza paddle was great. He even like, he, I think he even punched a motherfucker off the boat and then like Thor's casually tossed him an oar so that he yeah. wouldn't drown. Wouldn't drown. Yep. Although, hopefully Vikings can swim. Come on. Well, I feel like it would be hard with, like, chain mail and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, he was doing that guy a huge favor. Yeah, here's a, here's a little bit of help floating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but then um, Askeladd jumps in. 
Yeah, so Bjorn challenges Askeladd to a duel. He's basically like, yo. Thors? If I... Do what? Thors. That's what I said. Bjorn? Thors? Anywho. What are you saying to me? Anywho. Thors challenges Askeladd to a duel. Yes. That is what I'm not happens. sure what Dan was confused about there. I heard you I'm say Bjorn. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> what? Well, we'll have to play that tape. We'll have right to play that tape back. We'll play that tape back later. <laughs> Anywho. Thor's challenges Escalade <laughs> to a duel. God damn it. Basically like, hey, man. If I win, we're all good. Let us fucking go. If I lose, do whatever the fuck you need to do. This is where we see Askeladd fight for the first time, and it proves that he's pretty formidable. So it's kind of setting that expectation of like, oh no, this guy's actually kind of a fucking big deal too. This dude He he busts out the RDJ Sherlock. I'm going to discombobulate him, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Discombobulate. Uh, But like, they have like a pretty fierce duel here. Askeladd notices that Thor's sword is looking fucked up but he notices that his sword is looking fucked up too and he's like oh shit this was his play he's not really attacking me he's attacking my sword he's like I've got one more good swing I'm gonna break his sword he does it and Thor's is like ha ha you've activated my trap card and then fucking beats Askeladd and Askeladd's kind of like oh god damn it this is this is exactly what he wanted I've god damn it he's good this dude lives up to his reputation I'ma kill him and just has his boys light Thor's up with all of these arrows. Well, so and this this was my kind of one complaint about the show is that we spend these four episodes just to get to the telegraphed like death, and it's mm-hmm. I was hoping for something either either hide this fact in the OP or the synopsis or something, yeah. so it's kind of more emotionally impactful early. Because um, I don't think we had Thor's long enough for it to like have the full like oh our character we've loved for a full season sure. is dead but yeah. we also had the we know it's coming when is it coming well one one of the important issue. bits is that Askeladd's like all right duel's over you got me we're still gonna kill you and your dudes and then thor's is like no you're not but uh Mario, I forgot his other what the guy who pops the mushroom for power up I'm Bjorn. calling him Mario that, that one is Bjorn that one's That's Bjorn. Bjorn okay Yes. So he hops over and then grabs Thorfinn as a hostage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's a key story point for Thorfinn. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. I did forget about that. Yeah. And this forces Thor's hand where he has to, like, capitulate and then acquiesce to their terms, basically. Um, And he full-on Ned Stark's this whole encounter. Uh, because he's so damn honorable, and it's like, no, you're you're, you're fighting scoundrels, man. Um, yeah. And then they hit him with arrows, and then apparently, uh, Thor's put you know uh, once he maxed strength, he put all the rest of his points into con. Because this, he took <laughs> he took so many hits and was just like, man, this is annoying. <laughs> it's like I've seen that a- that anime where she puts all of her points in defense because she doesn't want to get hurt. Hey, it's really good. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, but then I, I like that Askeladd and Thor's had this like mutual respect. 
the mm-hmm. you know after that even though ask you know Asklad still was like I, i'm still a scoundrel but since we got what we wanted which was your death and and uh, and an extra boat <laughs> uh, yeah. we'll let the rest of them go i guess you know and then mm-hmm. he still respected that Askeladd or uh, excuse me thor's uh bested him in a fight yeah I think that's one thing I like about about Askeladd is that like he's a villain, but he's like got some nuance to him. Yeah, and that's he's a important. very interesting character. He's not a Marvel villain. Yeah, like this isn't a Thanos situation. Dude has like he's got some sort of moral compass. It's a fucked up one, but he's not just on a path for just pure evil. Dude has his own convictions and stuff like that. So. Him respecting another warrior, asterisk. Yeah. Where he's not going to honor the duel, but like, yeah, I'll let these people go. You you earned that much kind of thing. Well, and it was a I, situation of, I'm probably not going to get a whole lot of selling these people as slaves. Yeah. I've got the main thing I want, which is I'm going to get 10 pounds of gold out of this for killing you. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Let them go. We, we, we've we got the money to take back to our village because that's really what he's doing is he's doing all this evil shit for his hometown, basically. Yeah. Like, and, this is how and, he views to earn a living and support his community. Yeah, and how he and his crew can go on vacation during the winter months. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But they basically set off. They've got the other ship that they pillaged tied behind them. And one of Askeladd's crew sees like a figure on the boat and they're like oh is that is that the fucking trolls kid holy shit Bjorn isn't that the kid that you like threaten to kill and they kind of like have this moment of like a taunting Thorfinn and Thorfinn like this is the turning point where you can see this kid is just broken yep this starts the child is too angry to die arc (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I will say I understand the kind of complaint in pacing with it taking four episodes to get to this point. But I, on the other hand, kind of like it because I think less of us growing an attachment to Thor's and his death being impactful for us. For me, it was more of we see how much of a normal, innocent kid Thorfinn is for a longer time. Yeah. Well, so seeing this shift in this uh, this kid being absolutely broken, I think made that hit harder for me as opposed to oh, he's an innocent kid and then episode 1 his dad dies and now he's not. Sure, sure, sure. So I, think, I, I I'm not saying that the 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 pacing was bad. Oh, it no, was no. just I mean, noticeably I mean what Nick was saying and like it oh, okay, 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 okay. so long to get here. I'm I'm just saying that if you were going to kill Thor's this early, just don't Put that in the synopsis. I'm saying, and don't like spoil oh, the I, OP. Okay. Like, if you're gonna have this big impactful <sighs> moment in episode OPs. four, e- either it mm-hmm. should be push it further along, so we're like, maybe that isn't gonna happen, or just do not spoil it at all and have it be a surprise. Yeah, OPs. Yeah. Okay. Fucking movie trailers. They just spoiled all the shit. Like, and it's it's so it's so annoying. Oh, that's why if it's a movie I want to see, yeah, if I, I don't want to watch the trailer. trailer. I leave it after that. I don't watch any other trailers. And then that's what the I OP do the same does. With video games. Yeah. If it's a video game I want to play, I want to go in completely unaware of anything going on. I wish you could. I don't want to know. Would you could like opt out 
Like, like, here's my pre-order. I am now opted out of all advertisements for this. Please go away. Just let me enjoy yeah. the goddamn game or movie. Well, just get this AI chip <clears throat> installed in your brain and you can do. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Great. Black Mirror it is. Yeah. Episode five. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, episode four. Thorfinn is like screaming that he's going to get revenge against. Yeah, the other dudes are like, this kid's funny. Uh, Yo, yo, this kid's serious. (laughs) Yeah, Askeladd has a moment of like, "Ah, that kid's got to fuck. He's not fucking around. This kid's not going to get bored of this. He's for he's for props to the VA for that. (laughs) He he is super, super serious. (laughs) Super serious. He almost did enough yelling that he could have turned Super Saiyan. He is blonde, so yeah, I mean, maybe he already hit it. Oh, shit. That's but, their base. Uh, episode five, Askeladd and his crew land in England basically to kind of resupply. They fuck up a local village, and during this time, Thorfinn kind of sneaks around. I Sneak is not the right word. I think they know he's there. <laughs> he's trying to sneak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, but they he, just kind of don't care. He lacks the capability to sneak, but it, yeah, his his stealth score is he's got disadvantage on because he didn't have any supplies during that whole trip, so he's yeah. just running around scrambling for water, trying to get any kind of food, but also trying to get revenge. Mm-hmm. He's just having a rough time yeah, of it. And, and one of Askeladd's men even throws him like a, a mostly picked away bone. With like a few scraps of meat on it. He's like, oh, you look hungry, kid. And like throws it to him as like a, like someone just throwing scraps to like a dog or something like that. Yeah. So there was an interesting uh, dynamic where like Askeladd and his crew that I really appreciated, but it, it paralleled the, um, in Uncle from Another World, there was like that uh, <laughs> banker and his like cronies that were always yeah. like ready to give him a hard time. <laughs> at the drop of a hat and they had like a a very casual relationship between his 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 crew and then the leader and then i thought that was parallel uh interestingly here because anytime like later on when thorfinn you know shows up and says i want to fight you they're all just like oh shit watch oh, out he's gonna get you <laughs> oh he's gonna get you this time <laughs> yeah you, you can do it kid come on and i thought give him, the, give him a real roughing and, and and that also set up like more layers with Askeladd where like Sure, he's a villain, but he's not like ruling them like a tyrant. He's he's uh like well liked and respected among his crew yeah. and stuff like that, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Askeladd is only a problem to the people in his way, not to the people on his <sighs> like side. Like these poor fucking English people, because they were showing like silly Askeladd, goofy Askeladd, uh reasonable Askeladd, and then he's like, <laughs> let's fuck up this village. Let's really fuck up this village. Take yeah. the women, take the children, kill the men, take all their shit. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Silly me. I forgot. They're Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he's got he'll have moments where he's kind of like charming and affable. And then it's like, oh, yeah, he also does some pretty horrible shit, too. <laughs> Dude. And they, uh, they do it so well. There was an episode that I wish we would have gotten to. Um, I'll admit watching like 26 episodes, you kind of forget some of these earlier episodes, like I forgot the pacing in the first four episodes. 
I forgot that it takes four episodes to get there. But then also there are moments where it's like you don't realize that they happen so much later on when it is such a long first season. But there is a moment where it's like, man, Ascalad's a good guy. He, he might be all right. Mm-hmm. And then he does something just fucking evil, just evil. And you're like, oh, oh, I forgot he's a monster. And they keep doing that where you're like, you know what? He might be all right. Oh, nope, nope, nope. He's <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so they do that. And <clears throat> I like that quite a bit. Keeps the, sh- keeps you on your toes. Yeah. But yeah, at this point also during the night after the raid, Ascalad is like sleeping in one of the basically commandeered villagers houses. Thorfinn sneaks in and he's like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker in his sleep. But Thorfinn has this weird conflictual moment of, because this kid has also never taken a life, but he's also like. He's Thor's Thor's kid. Yeah. He's kind of like paralleling like what the values that his father instilled in him are. Rob Stark over here. This would be, yeah, this would be like the coward's way to do it. So he leaves. It pans over. You see that Ascalad's been awake the whole time, just kind of like waiting Mm -hmm. on this kid to make a move. The next day, Thorfinn has that dagger that his dad gave him, and he's like, hey, let's, I challenge you to a duel in front of the eyes of Odin. I challenge you, Askeladd, to a duel to avenge my No, he dead doesn't father. have the dagger here. He's he got the sword. full fucking sword. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he he's been fucking around with the sword, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Askeladd's like, yeah, sure, whatever, you fucking nuisance of a kid. Let's... Oh, God, let's duel. Askeladd beats the shit out of this kid. Like, Because first he charges and then buries it in some wood, can't get it out, and so then Askeladd's just like, I'm just going to kick this kid in the stomach a few times. Yeah. (laughs) Just saunters over and punts this literal child. And then, like, kicks him a couple times while he's down. But Askeladd has this moment of, like, oh, I can use this. I, I, I... see something cooking I could use this to my advantage so he basically says like hey kid you get stronger I will give you the chance to fight for me again but you gotta earn it you have to earn the ability to fight me and uh, then we get um, a nice montage of the worst stepdad adoptive father of all time (laughs) Askeladd (laughs) yeah but their uh, relationship think, is really interesting in in that yeah. like he's got to so he's got to prove himself to Askeladd consistently to get his approval so that he would give him the chance to kill him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh so that relationship throughout the show is is interesting cuz Thorfinn never like gives up like you would think a lesser uh someone with less uh, fiery will to fucking get revenge for his dad would eventually give it up and then kind of fall in line with the rest of the crew. Thorfinn's like, nope, I'm here to kill you. I hate you, dude. I am here to kill you. (laughs) I have one purpose and it is your fucking blood on my hands. That is all I live for. Gotta respect that. But then I can do all things through spite, which strengthens me. (laughs) um, He goes to train. We get a montage. He gives up on the big ass sword. Playing with the dagger, mm-hmm. uh, and then figures out a that he can yeah, pitch this it. Is, 
his montage in the woods where he's like practicing mm-hmm. throwing the dagger into the tree. Yeah. And <laughs> Gonna need a montage. 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 Yes. Gotta kill a wolf in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that poor fucking wolf. Wolf shouldn't have fucked around. It found out, it, didn't it? It did find out. <laughs> um, but yeah, that takes us to episode six. And Thorfinn has to prove himself at like eight years old. <laughs> They're on a raid. Yeah. Some, uh, I think, British English soldiers show up. Or, like, they're at a camp. Yeah, well, they're, they're just camping, and they get ambushed. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And then he has to pull his own weight. And, man, Thorfinn is one stabby little shit. He is so Dude. stabby. <laughs> I know it's his first <laughs> kill, and it's a lot. But I'm much like, okay, yeah, he did. Yeah, still dead. Oh. Well, so it starts off, he, like, gets into the scrap. And he gets confronted by an English swordsman who's obviously bigger than him, obviously has a weapon with longer reach, obviously has training kind of stuff. Thorfinn is on the back ropes here. And the English swordsman gets killed, and lo and behold, there's Askeladd, and Askeladd kind of like throws it away. He's like, oh, you're there. I didn't even I thought you were dead already. And he stabbed him a little bit. Got a little, so we got a wee stab on Thorfinn on that too. Yep. Um, eventually Thorfinn gets confronted by another English soldier and Thorfinn kind of fucks this dude up and has this like rage moment of this guy's obviously dead. But <laughs> Thorfinn is just screaming and still, still stabbing this guy, like having this like breakdown, this emotional break. And I think this moment is also very, very important. Because Thorfinn kills this guy and doesn't take a step back in, like, horror like we see in a lot of other fiction and things like that where it's like, oh, my God, my first kill, this was so difficult. I'm having a hard time rectifying this. Or, like, drop the dagger or drop the sword or something like that. No, no, no. Thorfinn has a moment of rage where he continues stabbing this guy and doesn't shy away from the violence but really leans into it. And so I think we have these like big turning moments for Thorfinn and this was one of them. So before he had this rage and this thirst for revenge, but now he has this rage and this thirst for revenge, but with the stomach for violence to back it up and to really work towards it. Because before we see he's like, violence is always a little iffy for him. Like he's trying his best, but he does not have the capacity. This is the moment where he gains that capacity. Yeah. And I mean, he's been, I imagine, so incredibly frustrated in feeling weak uh, up until this moment. And he has this big cathartic, you know, therapy's usually better, but, you know, stab a man <laughs> 17 times, I guess. <laughs> you know, a little catharsis. If you ever played Rim World, you get like a plus 40 little moodlet for three days. Anywho. Yeah. But that's what happened to Thorfinn. <laughs> Catharsis. <laughs> yes. Then we jump forward to kind of young teenage Thorfinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a few years have gone by. He's shaggy. This dude is dejected, but he's pretty much just kind of part of the crew mm-hmm. in a weird way. They, they sent him out to scout 
Yeah, he's like he's like the young mm. scouter, like lead man. He Naruto runs everywhere. Uh, that, the, that part was weird. So that and then <laughs> so that's rough. That's rough. Uh, he also at this some point in there, he's shown that he can throw the dagger with pretty good accuracy, and he shows Asuka that he can do it at any time, and still demands that it's only duels. But I, I like yeah. that little nod that he's like, I can get you whenever I want when you're not looking, but I'm not going to do it that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, I'm not a punk bitch like you are. Yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I'm a kill. He's taking clean. the high road. Uh, but also, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he Naruto runs and then he, he reverse grips both daggers all the time. Cause he's so fucking <laughs> I did not cool. notice that he reverse gripped the daggers. That's yeah. super. Uh, it's, it's the most <laughs> edge Lord. It's almost like reverse gripping crowbars. I mean, he is like 13. <laughs> like that's what every 13 year old wants to do. <laughs> I saw this one like comic meme thing where it's like these like two adventurers and they're going across this bridge and they see a hooded figure holding their daggers in reverse grip. And they're like, whoa, we better not fuck with that person. Only real assassins hold their daggers <laughs> like that. And then it scans over to the other person on the bridge and she's like, oh, dang it, Margaret. You grabbed your daggers wrong again. <laughs> Hopefully they don't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, only main characters can hold in reverse grip. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, at this point he's also just like we see how capable he is. And like how good he's gotten in this time and like this however many year time skip. Like he's been honing his skills this whole time and he's just been getting better and better and better. And Askeladd's kind of using this to his advantage. He's like, oh, you want to prove yourself? Go uh, go scout for me. Then maybe you can duel me. Oh, go kill this guy. Then maybe, maybe you can, maybe you can duel me. And uh, was this the episode where Thorfinn gets fucked up? Yeah, he gets fucked up in this episode and then he like drifts downstream. And, and yes, um, yeah. And the like elderly mom and daughter find him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Thorfinn, like, pops off on these people. He gets fucked up. Askeladd and crew just kind of bail. They kind of, like, leave him to his own devices. Well, they're just kind of hanging out, waiting for the signal. Yeah, they're waiting for the signal. If it happens or not. If he didn't signal for a couple of days, they'd probably just bounce and go somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, Thorfinn gets fucked up. He falls into, like, kind of the water at the river. Mm -hmm drifts downstream and that's when we see the uh girl and her mother english girl and mother because mm-hmm. that's an important aspect pick him up they like oh shit there's this injured dude we got to clean this kid up and this poor mom just dealing with grief by dumping it on this kid who's like you look like like you could be my son i'm going to take care of you and do everything in my power to save you mm-hmm. but also I'm not going to lie to you guys. When you watch a show for a long time and you come back to earlier episodes, you tend to forget about things that happened earlier in the series. Sure. I forgot about this mother-daughter combo. I completely forgot about this part. And maybe that was just me repressing it. It's pretty quick. It's only a, like a five to eight minute arc. Like it's mm-hmm. very fast, mm-hmm. but it's like such an impactful arc too. Mm-hmm. So they take this kid in. They're helping clean Thorfinn up. The daughter's like, "Whoa, no, no, no! I'm pretty sure this kid's Danish. We got to turn him in." <laughs> and the mom is like, "He's a kid. 
and he's this violent and fucked up and part of the war. Kids should not be a part of war. Like, I know that's the reality we live in, but it's a fucked up reality, and I'm not okay with it. Like, I kind of want to give this kid a chance. And I think she even words it that way. Like, he needs to have a chance to be a kid. Yeah, daughter, the, the other good, the other kid's just like, nah, mom, this kid's a puff pastry with some cream cheese and shit. Fuck him. He's Danish. Uh, yeah. Stop. Get it. Get it. <laughs> How, were you waiting to use that? Uh, was, Did you like? I was kind of workshopping that as I went. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, she's so nice. And then um, uh, an English soldier type gentleman shows up and uh, says that hey, we're looking for a blonde kid. He's about oh, he's about that kid's height. And while she's <laughs> picking the lice out of his hair with a comb. Yeah, 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 yeah. This poor old lady. She just misses her kid. Um, yeah. And then she's like, oh no, this is. Um, she refers to him as the uh, the same name as her dead son. I think she said John. John. I think it was the very, very nice Christian name, specifically. Yeah. The, the, whatever her youngest son's name was, she just inserted for um, yeah. Thorfinn. Yeah. But Thorfinn, uh, once he gets, he knows the heat's on at this point, basically. Yeah. Gives them a warning in English, English, and or tries to. Uh, yeah. And then he dips in the middle of the night. Lights was not, well, he just tells him to run. Yeah, it was run. not the clearest message. <laughs> no. Yeah. All yeah. he says is run. He just says run. But mm-hmm. lights a beach house on fire, whatever, shack. That's the signal. They all come to uh, ask Aladdin crew. They land. They start storming the beach. And um, Thorfinn's already killed a couple more soldiers at this point that are trying to stop him. Mm-hmm. And then because they bring in a fire crew and then they try to attack him and mm-hmm. slaughters them all. Yep, butchers yeah. them. And then old Grant Gam Gam saw it. She just stands there. She just fucking stands there as all and the like just kind of silently crying. Yeah. And then just watching him. And then as the Vikings run past and then one random Viking, then she disappears. Well, well before that, Thor, Thorfinn has mm-hmm. a moment of like, what are you doing here? Yeah, get out of here. I told you to fucking run. Why are you here? And like, you see this like frustration in him where he was like, a, I was trying to spare you. You showed me some kindness. This was bound to happen. It was inevitable. So I wanted you to get the fuck out of here. Why are you here? And it's like this frustration and he's just watching her. And then, yeah, she disappears. But she, but he doesn't do anything. Like he's like, I did my part to try and give you the yeah. thing. But like, my goal is to fucking kill Askeladd no matter what. And then he has this like moment of silent resignation where he just like turns and kind of walks away. He's like, I did what I could in his mind. He's like, I did everything I could. This is kind of on you. Yeah. Kid is cold. But yeah. That cold, that moment where it's like she's just watching and all the Vikings are running past. I forgot about that moment. And I was like, that was really good. Damn it. It reminded it me hard. of, uh, did you guys ever watch Blue Gender back in the day? Oh, yeah. There was there was this particular scene where he's like, I don't know if he's like knocked out of his mech tank suit, whatever the hell. And he's like, because mm-hmm. he's, he's in like a commune where there there's some people surviving and then uh, the bugs show up and start killing everyone and then he's like kind of dazed and knocked out and looking in a direction he sees this young girl that he's like made friends with in this camp and then he just stares at her as he hears all the horrible things going on around him and then a bug 
just comes rushing by and the girl's just gone. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt a lot like that. It's an effective like storytelling thing. Like I scenes like that, if they're done well, can be very impactful. And like a we don't see what happens to them, but we know what happens yeah. to them. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, totally. Um, but that leads us into episode seven. So at this point, like winter is kind of here. Are, are you trying to say winter is coming? I was trying to avoid it <laughs> <laughs> specifically. <laughs> um, this is kind of the part I like though, where early on uh, up to this part, it has been definitely a political show, like showing the conflicts between some of the smaller groups, but this mm-hmm. is where it kind of pulls out into like larger picture political realities of what's going on between Scandinavia and England at this point. <laughs> and the so French. I thought that part was cool. And the French too, yes. Yeah, so this is uh, this is the episode with the fort, isn't it? Yeah, so it starts out where they announce a halt on the invasion and they withdraw their forces from England. And so Askeladd's like, well, shit, I needed to get treasure this winter. What the fuck am I going to do? So like, ah, screw it. We're going to go somewhere warmer. So they go to the south of France. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, And so they basically kind of merc themselves like they kind of like hire like hire themselves out as mercenaries i mean that's what they've always been though Mm -hmm. well i mean to someone else to this is a different force true yeah a non-danish contact yeah because we get this like really ghibli-esque looking dude so (sighs) yeah the animation on him was real strange it was so out of place. He was very frog-like. Looks like he was about to go to a bathhouse and turn into a giant shapeless monster. Uh, yeah, very much so. And he was horrible. Like, I get they were trying to make him be this shitty noble. But he was... I know we're watching a cartoon, but he was cartoonish. <laughs> when everyone else was playing it pretty straight, at least with their visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he felt very out of place. So I understood the metaphor they were going for with his appearance, but yeah, it it was, it was it, they took it, it a little so, too far, I think. They they it, they needed to leave it like a six and they cranked it to ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like if I had to pick out a complaint, it would just be that dude's animation. <laughs> that like dude. that dude's design. Like it was so weird. That guy was a Muppet. And then they leaned in. Like as he got more like agitated, he would have more like, crazy exaggeration. Yeah. Or like he, he would full he, on Pac-Man. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. unhinges jaw, like screams like Kermit the Frog. Yeah, real kind of thing. So that that's a it's it's not so like damning to the show because he was like a, a weird one off. Like it, it it doesn't it doesn't really affect the score, but it, it that was fucking weird. It was it was such a weird tonal shift. Um, but Askeladd's kind of like, hey, Thorfinn. Uh, you bring me the head of a general. We can fucking duel, buddy. So you know what? Go bring me the head of a general. Thorfinn's like, all right, dude, bet. Thorfinn like scales the walls of this fort, jumps up in there, starts fucking people up. He even does the leap across the moat and then climb up with his daggers. Mm -hmm. With the daggers, yeah. (laughs) This is Prince of Persia? Uh, Yep. He gets up there. He starts fucking people up. He decapitates a general. And they even say, because he's got the helmet with, like, the big, tall, yeah, like, the feather, whale yeah. or pheasant feathers on it or whatever. 
He decapitates that guy. The guy's head goes like careening off into the water. Thorf is like, fuck! <laughs> and jumps Whoops. in after. I need that head. and just swan dives yeah, yeah, after Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but we uh, jump past a little bit of an important bit. They're like, ah, how are we going to assault this fort? You know, we can't, we can't get over <laughs> to the other side where the water is because it's up this fucking waterfall and all this other shit. And they're like, that's God's like, we're going to. I watched uh, season three of Vikings and they did that thing where they picked up the boat (laughs) and and they just pick up the boat and they just throw it over their shoulders. Like it's some fucking drywall and they just hoof it up the goddamn mountain. Poor bastards do. And and they're running. They're sprinting. They're They're sprinting. This is not like a slow, like, all right, it's going to take us a couple days. We're going to move the boats. It's, we're going to charge across this field with the boats on our yeah, shoulders. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Thorfinn brokered this little deal with the frogman, Pac-Man, and said, like, yo, my, my homies are going to show up. We get half. We'll go and, you know, we'll help you break this siege. And then he's like, they're going to show up in the morning. And the guy's like, all right, I'll, I'll kill your ass if they don't show up. Sick. And um, they're waiting for it. And then through the, the trees the dragon head pops out from the the figurehead of the boat and then they're just carrying the fucking boat and then they sprint past and they just toss it in the water next to this protected town and i love the moment where uh he's like oh no they double trust me they're coming to kill me kill him first yeah 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 <laughs> yeah 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 and then but once they land it in the water they're like oh, oh okay they're they're with us and then thorfinn takes off <laughs> mm-hmm uh, but yeah, so they end up taking the fort, basically, and Askeladd and crew just loot the fucking place. Yeah, they leave, like, three items just to be like, there was stuff here. <laughs> yeah. And Askeladd's, like, sailing off. He's, like, wearing a crown, wearing jewels, yeah. like, big-ass bling necklace on. He looks like, like, hey, uh, so we split it in half. You guys get the fort, we get the loot. Peace, bitch. Like, yeah, he's doing his uh, Prince John from Robin Hood impression. Oh, very much. <laughs> and then uh, then Thorfinn just like climbs up into the boat with the head. And <laughs> he's like, here, bitch, I got you this. Yeah, demands yeah. a duel right then, and Askeladd's like, they're firing arrows out at us. Now's not a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, this episode, tonally, was the only episode I think could have just been neglected. Like, I don't feel like this episode needed to be here. Kind of. I don't know. Kind of. It had some cool moments. Yeah. It definitely felt like it could have been a... Like, if this was an older anime and they were, like, catching up to the manga, this would be like, this is a filler episode. Yeah, very much. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's still... We had to do something. It still showed that, like, that thing where it's like, you need to prove your... Like, you need to prove yourself Mm -hmm. and I'll give you a duel. So it, it showed that exchange, at least. Yeah, it, it yeah. had a major plot point, but a lot of the content around that plot point felt very out of place. They carried the that, boats. That's what I mean. They carried the boats, though, and they scared they, that man they, into oh, thinking no. there's dragons. <laughs> there was plenty of cool shit in this episode. I'm not saying it was a bad episode, just tonally it felt a little mismatched. Agreed. Agreed. I'm not saying the episode is garbage. I'm saying like this episode could have not existed, and we wouldn't have lost much. Yeah, that French lord really was something else. Um, yeah. Well, and even the carrying the boats thing was like so weirdly out of place to me. I think I think so. that was a thing though. Like some some motherfucker did that a time or two. 
I think people moving boats across land is a thing. People sprinting across an open yeah. field during a battle is probably <laughs> less of a thing. <laughs> like while Askeladd rides on the front of it, like, yeah, charge! This is how cavalry works. It's a boat. So for the for the Warhammer fans, this was uh, drive me closer so I can hit them with my sword. Uh, there's a, there's a there's a meme where someone's just standing on top of a tank and just demands that they drive him closer so he can hit them with his sword. Uh, and this was 100% that. Where he's just like, yeah, let's go. Right, uh, um, but yeah, and then we get into episode eight. Uh, and they return Askeladd to and- Askeladd's village. Yeah. yeah, they get back to their main village. Like, they've got spoils, too. And so they're kind of, like, living it up. Everyone's, like, so glad they're back. Like, yeah, to the home village. They're the heroes. These guys are heroes. Yeah. Yeah. And which I think it would have kind of been that way back then. Like, oh, these are the dudes that provide us with, like, a bunch of riches. They keep us stable. They're going out and doing the hard shit while I'm just chilling back here. Like, they're protecting us and providing for us. Yes, they're heroes. Like, they don't know the vile shit that happens while these people are gone. All they see is the results of like, oh wow, they brought back all this gold, or they brought back all these furs. Like, yeah, Ascalad's a damn great a rock star when he gets back. Yeah, like all the women love him. Like they all like blush and like want the opportunity to like talk to him and stuff like that. So it's like a, I think that shows also like the villain just depends on the perspective. Because to us and to Thorfinn. And to anyone in Askeladd's way, he's a fucking villain. But to the people that benefit from his antics, antics doesn't seem like the right word. <laughs> it's a but... little, it's a little white. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. His war crime. Um, he's such a jokester. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh, Askeladd, up to his shenanigans. It's just a again. prank, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to them, like he, yeah, he's a goddamn hero. Um, so Esglad has this kind of exchange with the Lord of the village, which I believe was his uncle. That sounds right. I believe it was someone related to him, but I don't remember. And he's, and he's quite the miser. Oh yeah. Oh, it said like literally counting coins. It was Gorm was the guy's name. Gorm. Yeah. Which I'm pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he calls him uncle Gorm. Um, and it's basically like, hey, take care of the men. Give them as much ale as you want. Give them, give them meat. Like, feed them and give them, like, some good lamb or some sheep or something like that. Yeah, it's and winter. We're, we we like, bulking. Gorm is kind of like, yeah, as long as you can pay for it. And I love this moment because Askeladd has this moment where he just outright kind of says what he's doing with Thorfinn. He's like... I don't know, man, you dangle a carrot in front of somebody and you can get them to do whatever you fucking want them to. And he's like looking out at Thorfinn and saying this and it's like, this is the moment where, you know, he's been manipulative, but this is the moment where he outright says it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like, yes, I'm a manipulative bastard. I'm getting what I want. I'm using this kid. And I, I don't know why, I just love that exchange of, like, finally hearing him say it and, like, how scheming and conniving he is. I I just love. And it seems like he's even calculated, like, 
if I don't use this kid, he's going to go off, train somewhere else, and he might be back and kill me anyway. Mm -hmm. This way, I'm still getting something out of him while he's trying to kill me. Yeah. And I can gauge his strength, I think. Yeah, keep an eye on him. I can keep an eye on him. I can see how much of a threat he is. Whereas if he goes off and trains with someone else, I don't know who he's and I training think with. I don't know. Ascalot even got a kick out of like having him around, keeping him on his toes. Like I got to stay on top of my game because this kid's coming for me, and I'm only getting older. Yeah. Uh, but also at this point, Thorfinn's kind of like, bro. You said we could duel. We're gonna fucking duel. Yeah. And he's like, ah, damn it. Okay, Uncle Gorm, can you like oversee this shit? I just got to take care of this. And Gorm has this moment of like, really? You want to do this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's just fucking get it done. I couldn't help myself, but every time he asked for a duel, I just think of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, it's time to duel! And then he pulls out his cool wrist card thing. He's like, I'm going to cast Dagger. And But yeah, the Dark Magician! They go into a duel and, you know, Askeladd's getting pressured and, you know, Thorfinn's holding his own until Askeladd's like, hmm, time for some psychological warfare and I'm going to fuck this kid up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you may be getting physically stronger. You're not mentally strong yet. So I'm going to so just fuck with Askeladd you. So casts Vicious Mockery. No. Oh. And is basically like, who the fuck was your dad? Are you sure I'm the one that killed him? I kill a lot of dads. So. <laughs> Are you sure? Do you do you know how in the slightest that does not narrow that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bang a lot of moms. I kill a lot of dads. I'm a busy person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, obviously this makes Thorfinn like fucking angry. So he starts to get uh, kind of reckless. And he's not fighting at his peak. And this is exactly what Askeladd wanted. He was just trying to goad him so that Thorfinn would lose his cool and Askeladd would have the upper hand again because Thorfinn's just being wild and barbaric instead of this, like, fucking killer. So, obviously, Thorfinn loses the duel, but it was like a moment of like, a whoa, shit, this could be kind of close. And we also get that moment you were mentioning earlier, Dan, where... All of Askeladd's men are like, oh, boy, (laughs) he's coming. He might get you this time, Askeladd. I don't know why, but that, that, like, banter and, like, ribbing uh, amongst them, especially because he's he's their superior, I think that dynamic is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it shows, like, to them how, quote-unquote, good of a leader Askeladd is. Like, he's not this fucking, like, for lack of a better term, slave driver amongst his men. He's not this like tyrannical warlord that like beats down his own people and they're unhappy with their lot in life. People want to be an Askeladd's crew. Mm-hmm. And it even happens with a moment where some of the younger guys in the, uh, in the village are like, Oh man, I heard Askeladd lost some warriors. Like maybe I can join up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They we view- can have this moment. Like it's a career opportunity. Yeah. (laughs) Upward mobility. I'm going to get glory. I'm going to get to kill a bunch of people. People are going to think I'm awesome. I get to train under Askeladd. Yeah, this is just win. There's no downside here. And so, like, yeah, people want to work for Askeladd. Like, he's a dope boss for 
asterisk, but you know what I mean. Um, but also in this moment, uh, I think this is when uh, King Swain launches the invasion of England. Was that this episode or next episode? That's the very end of this episode. That's the very um, end. In between the duel and this, you have the exchange with the slave girl mm-hmm. and Thorfinn when he's out on the boat. Oh, yeah. yeah. And because uh, he, Thorfinn's like, I don't get you. Like, why don't you just try and kill Gorm? Like, if I were you, I would have just killed him. Mm-hmm. And then. Kill everyone you have to and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I think it's her that says, like, all men are slaves to something. I think it's oh, her. Yeah. I think it's her. But that was a good-ass line. I wrote it down. And um, Thorfinn's a fucking slave to his revenge, and she's uh, got the chains on. I'm hoping he comes back and um, maybe snags her. I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> I will not spoil, so I won't Yeah, say. good. I'm not a curse. <laughs> We got to throw in a Kurt reference. Oh, over yeah. Uh, Shopping Menards. Now we, get, now we get to the point where we meet the person who is really larger than life. Fucking Thorkel. Thorkel. Thorkel, yeah. <laughs> so at this point, the uh, invasion of Northern England has started. We're, we go in straight to genuinely London Bridge. And uh, the Danish forces are kind of at a standstill here because they are having a hard time taking this fucking bridge. Which is pretty difficult when there's a guy throwing goddamn trees at you. And so, Thorkel, I love they call him Thorkel the Tall. The Tall. Which feels like such a misnomer because I'm tall. This fucker yeah. is just. It is such an underwhelming name for yeah, him. He is a mountain. He is, he is gigantic. He is some sort of larger term than tall. I uh, well, we get we get Thor's the troll and then just Thorkel. Uh, he's he tall. like six foot. He tall. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> like, six foot oh, on Tinder. Dude. That dude, he tall. Um, yeah. Uh, one That's one it. point of note for Thorkel is I appreciated that his voice actor is the same voice actor, at least in the Japanese uh, VA, mm-hmm. was the same guy as Uvogin from uh, Hunter Hunter, the uh, berserker dude from the Phantom Troop. Same dude. Oh, oh, that's and, it. And it's and he's it's the same motherfucking character. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like I want a good fight. Um, I believe it's Patrick Seitz in uh, the English. So this was also I watched episode nine and ten in English. So I just have to point out. I don't know if it was directing the voice actor themselves. What? Oh my god, Askeladd's VA <sighs> is. T- that's what I hear. That's what I hear. <laughs> I just flipped it on, and then like one of the first things is Askeladd talking, like, what the fuck is going on right now? And his Japanese VA is solid. Oh, it's very good. Um, oh, man. I, I love it so much. So, yeah, I don't know what went wrong with that. I know there's a lot that goes into VA, so I'm not going to like specifically blame the, that VA, because... Most of the English VAs didn't sound amazing. Yeah, could have been. But he was he was noticeably like out of place. So could have been bad direction. You know who who yeah. knows who knows. Um, oh, but also I was right about Thorkill being Patrick Seitz. So uh, big roles. You know, one Patrick Seitz is in like fucking everything. Yeah. But like one of the big ones that probably people will recognize is Garrosh Hellscream from yeah. World of Warcraft. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so like always does like big, deep voice, larger than life characters. 
Um, he's in a lot of stuff, but I always think of the like, for Ogrimmar and for Hellscream, like that type of dude. Like I, he's an inspiration for me as a dude that likes to scream a lot. So, <laughs> but yeah, so Thorkill is kind of single-handedly holding. Oh him. yeah, there's other troops there doing stuff, but the the average uh, English soldier is just kind of sad and wimpy. They're they're just they're, the dudes they're shooting that gave an arrow. He's dropping boulders on ships. Yeah, <laughs> dropping boulders. Literally, like, throwing, like, those big spike rampart things that you see poking out of castles and stuff. He's throwing those like they're spears and sinking whole ships with them. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's single-handedly so, doing it. Yeah, so, obviously, Askeladd's like, Hey, man, you bring me that motherfucker's head and guess who gets a fancy new duel with me? Thorfinn's like, ah, fuck, all right, bet. So he hops up there and he starts fucking people up and Thorkill's like, whoa, everybody stop. I got to fight this dude. Don't interfere. This looks like fucking fun. And I also appreciate Thorkill like being this larger than life dude, but just his exuberance for battle and like how fun he thinks all of this is. It's like kind of an infectious moment yeah, for you as the audience where you're like, oh, yeah, this does look like fun. I want to see this go down. This is just a this is just a nice little romp. Um, Thorfinn is having a hard time with this. And for obvious reason, Thorkill is this larger than life fucking giant swinging like logs and stuff like that. And he was a Thorfinn's contemporary of Thor's. Like they said that at the beginning of the episode of the show. Is that he was, mm-hmm. so I think that was like, he's on Thor's kind of level if they were just buddy-buddy during war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Thorfinn is having a hard time fighting this dude. He does manage to take uh, two or three fingers. Yeah, a couple like fingers he, at least. He fucks up Thorkill's hand. I believe it's two. Like six- I think it's his ring and pinky he gets. I, yeah, I know he got the ring and pinky. I couldn't remember if he got the middle finger. Um, He's never going to be able to use a katana properly again. <laughs> but he does manage to mangle him a bit here. But <laughs> he got fucked up. Well, Thorkel does a, or, Thorfinn up. does a stab. Thorkel catches it by allowing himself to be stabbed. He's like, I gotcha. And then it like cuts to Askeladd on the boat and just seeing Thorfinn getting thrown through the air and slammed in the ground <laughs> like a toy. And he's like, oh, that's not going good. <laughs> Yeah. It was like Hulk in the first Avengers. Just slam, slam, slam. Oh, yeah. Beauty God. Ragdolling this kid. (laughs) And Askeladd has this moment of like, oh, well, I guess Thorfinn's dead. (laughs) Shit. All right. We should probably leave. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And this fight scene. They start to bail. Popped off like really cool camera angles and uh, Mm -hmm. loved it. Loved it. Loved it. But yeah, they they just dip. They're like, ah, Thorfinn's gone. Uh, Yeah. Thorfinn kind of feigns he like plays possum here where he like kind of feigns that he's dead and Thor kills like picks him up and it's just a limp Thorfinn he's like oh man did I accidentally kill you you were fucked Thorfinn like slices those fingers and jumps off the bridge and he's like I'm fucking out like he's injured like crazy and he starts swimming away one of the archers, the English archers, like, is about to, like, start shooting at him, and Thorkill's like, ah, no, no, no. 
Let him go. <laughs> no, 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 no. And he's like, waves with like the stump fingers that are like still bleeding. He's like, that was fun. Hopefully we get to fight again. <laughs> oh, but he also does a- have a moment where he asks Thor, asks Thorfinn his name. And Thor kills like, Thorfinn, are you related to, and Thorfinn like goes yeah. in and keeps attacking. So it's like they have this moment of like, he's about to learn that he's Thor's his kid, but kind of doesn't. Yeah, I hope that gets resolved in the later episodes. I will not. I know, and that's good. That's great. (laughs) But at this time, we also have this aside of kind of the larger um, political things going on, where we are first introduced to King Swain's son in the form of Prince Canute, who is this, like, long blonde hair, kind of, like, smaller guy who we see has a priest that's kind of like raggedy and he's like into um in, like into catholicism he's he's, he's into it what you want. like he's down yeah, he's with just it kinda, he's <laughs> dabbling he's into the new gods not the old gods. Yeah. <laughs> but we see him praying in front of a cross and like this priest uh delivering kind of like prayer sermon over him and we also see canute's kind of like i don't know what you would call him attendant handler yeah yeah, some sort kind of, of intermediary between the prince and the king who's responsible for the prince somehow. I'm not sure what his actual title or role is. Yeah, but, but he he had the authority of the prince, basically, whenever he, whenever the prince yeah. wasn't around. Mm-hmm. So basically, the prince's man, uh, his name is Ragnar. And basically, the army is coming. And they need to get the fuck out of there. Part of that army is Thorkel. And we see Ragnar pop in. He's like, Prince, we got to fucking go. Thorkel rips the whole tent up and he's like, hey, I found you. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's full on episode also, 10. It's worth mentioning Thorkel is working for the English. They have this moment where Floki goes up to Thorkel and he's like, bro, fight with us. We'll pay you double what the English are paying. You're Danish. You should be fighting with the Danes. And Thorkel's like, why would that be fun? That sounds like no fun. If I fight with you guys, you're guaranteed to win. If I fight with these guys, it's not a guarantee, and I get to have more fun. Yeah, yeah. Th- um, this so is Thor interesting. Kill... That would be boring. Yeah, I'm gonna do the interesting yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Thorkill manages to uh, so capture. And before this, though, the king takes the majority of his forces and they bounce. He's like, "We're not gonna take London." So we're going to go sack the rest of England. Yeah. And we'll come back and do London later, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys stay here and siege it. Like, keep them from resupplying. We'll Mm -hmm. come back when they're, like, out of of provisions. Out of tea and crumpets. Clean up the mess. Uh, Yep. But but then Thorkel, yep, he does his little surprise attack where instead of just sitting on the bridge or on the walls, they're like, no, let's get in some boats and let's go fuck them up because they all left. And then my first note for episode 10 is, haha, stupid Christians. <laughs> because he's just praying the whole time. Like, we're under attack. I'm going to pray? Oh, that is episode 10. Mm-hmm. My bad. I skipped a bit. Well, just, it, the last two kind of go together pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that does, that's my bad. We do get into episode 10 at this point. Mm-hmm. And Thorkill and his forces are kind of like, you know what? We're going to capture the prince. Yeah, they break the siege. And that's going to be a 
baller move on our part. And so they basically do because like Thorkill is also like kind of taunting Ragnar's people like in the siege and Ragnar and his crew are like, no, we cannot fucking attack. But Ragnar's men are like, we cannot stand for this insult. We need to go fuck them up. And Ragnar's like, are you guys dumb? <laughs> like, no, we can't do that. Uh, Askeladd and crew are also kind of in this like lull with the war. Well, they're just going around and sacking like small villages yeah, they're just in yeah. rural England. And they're just like, this this is fine, but this is really what we wanted to do. Like, we wanted the bigger well, they're stakes. Not, yeah, they're not getting a lot mm. out of it. Like, these smaller villages don't have a whole lot to, for them, to offer them in the form of, like, wealth and riches and things to pillage. Yeah, they want to they uh, sack London where the money is. Yeah. Uh, but also, Thorfinn and Askeladd have this exchange in this moment where... They're like kind of by these ruins overlooking this village that they just recently sacked. And Askeladd has this moment where he speaks, he addresses Thorfinn and he's like, look, kid, you're going to get me eventually. I'm only getting older. You're young. You're in your prime. You're going to get me eventually. And it's probably not going to be that satisfying because do you see these pillars? These came from what was the most badass empire history has ever seen. The Romans, they called this place Britannia, and it used to be theirs. But then they got old, and like all old things, they died and they fell. And he, like, tosses Thorfinn this, like, old, like, Greek-Roman coin-looking thing. Thorfinn's like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Shut <laughs> yeah. the fuck up, old yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Like my revenge is gonna taste just as sweet. I don't care how old you are. <laughs> yeah, I don't get I'm a getting fuck. it. <laughs> I love that where it's like a oh a moment of character growth, and Thorfinn's like fuck your character <laughs> yeah. growth. I'm gonna kill yeah, you, you old you. piece of shit. <laughs> but then uh, Escalade's army sees like or not army, but like band sees this dude rolling. Up. Yeah, it's just those or, t- no, it's just Askeladd those two on the hill. Yeah, yeah, and then a rider yeah, comes yeah. up. Yeah, they see this dude roll it up, and they're like, I don't think that guy's English. I think he's Danish, and. The Danish guy's like, oh, hey, Danes, I got to talk to you guys. Like, we got to talk about what's going on in this war. Let me, let's address all of you guys. Prince Canute was captured, King Swain's son. I'm going to recruit everybody I can to pursue Thorkill and his force and recapture the prince to save him, basically. And Askeladd's like, oh, dope. Yeah, we'll join you. And then just fucking beheads the guy. Fucking murders him. Cold blood. Yep. Just outright. He smelled a business opportunity and didn't want people getting on in his action. It's just like Mr. Krabs going, money! (laughs) And I think it might have been Bjorn that was like, hey, Askeladd, what the fuck? And Askeladd's like, uh, do you want to split that profit? Or do we rescue Prince Canute and we get that shit all for us? And And Askeladd's men are like, oh, that's smart. Well, it was go to the king get the prince, get nothing, or get the prince and then ransom him off to whoever will pay you more. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he's full scoundreling it. 
And so this feels like incredibly dangerous. Like we've had other of his gambits and stuff like that, that he's kind of been trying to pull off. But this one seems to be like the biggest, like we got the crew together, son of a bitch. I'm in like heist. And yeah, I don't, one it, last job. And yeah, <laughs> no, no, but this is kind of what it felt like. Like this is like my, my big, because he, because he's obviously contemplating that he's getting older and that Thorfinn's probably going to kill him someday, kind of thing. He just told him that. Um, but he, but he's that's that's on his mind. So that's why I think that he's like, I'm going to take this huge risk because, like, I'm on a, I'm on a clock. Let's do something huge. Well, he also says where, because this is the episode title is called Ragnarok, where he has this moment of like where he's having that exchange with Thorfinn, where he says like, you know, I think we're all on a clock. Like they estimate that the end of the world is going to be here, and like I think I think he says like twenty years, yeah, or something. That was like interesting. That. And Thorfinn's like, yeah, Ragnarok. I'm gonna kill you before then, old man. So just be ready. <laughs> but yeah, so we kind of get that, and like, Askeladd confronting his own mortality through the engine of speaking to Thorfinn. But you can see this is kind of like him coming to terms himself. And kind of like voicing his own internal thoughts out loud mm-hmm. in a way to an audience in a way that to a non-captive audience where Thorfinn doesn't care what the fuck Askeladd's talking about. But Askeladd kind of wants to say these things and get them off his chest. So he's going to do this last gambit. He's like, we do this. We're on easy street for the rest of our fucking lives. I'm getting old. I'm kind of done. I will say at first, and I mentioned this in the first part of the episode, I was unsure of where to end this. Rewatching through, this was the episode I thought it was. And I'm very glad this is where I ended mm. it. Because I think that, like, gives us a huge amount of world building and setup. We get really introduced to, like, kind of the main cast here. There are people that come in later that are very important, yeah. but this is our baseline but then also sets it up where it's a bit of a cliffhanger and it kind of sets you guys up for what's to come next. Yeah, I'm assuming the uh, Prince arc is going to be a significant portion of the next episodes. I will say Prince Canute is an important character. So, but also Prince Canute kind of holds one of my gripes with the show. I won't go into detail about it, but that character holds one of my big gripes and as as you guys continue to watch you'll probably see does he turn into a frogman pac-man like thing (laughs) he can unhinge his jaw when he laughs in a weird way no but uh, so so he could eat one of those big ass burger king burgers yeah (laughs) does he go paku paku (laughs) (laughs) um but that takes us to our 10 episode watch so i'd say at this point Let's get into the verdicts, gentlemen. I have heard your thoughts before, but let's get into the scores. What did we think? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Um, so, again, animation, music, um, top-notch, the fight choreography whenever they were really popping up, especially the Thorkel, um Thorfinn fight, but most of them were all just really well done or solid, etc. The my only gripe is the pacing is kind of slow without a lot of like payoffs. 
yet. And I know that that is just an issue with the 10 episode versus 12 versus all 24. Right. So 24. Yeah. Um, so, so I get that. So it's not like a huge knock on it. Like they're, they're obviously setting it up and then they're comfortable taking their time with it. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to Thorfinn growing as a character because he's very single-minded right now. Otherwise there's a cast of interesting characters like Thorkel and, uh, Bjorn and, uh, Askeladd and see how they all interact later. Um, for a score, I'd say just with the 10, because I would have liked a bit more of a big payoff. It's probably like an eight, eight, which is still high, Okay, which is still high. Um, but it's not into that nine range yet, but I imagine with the, uh, the future payoffs, um, this will be a top, you know, amazing show, but I, I would have liked a little bit more of a, a little, I would like a little bit more cake in my first 10 episodes. I, I contemplated doing 12 episodes, but when it's a 20, like 24 ish episode first season, mm-hmm. it's hard to pick a stopping. Oh point. yeah. And I think you will get some cake <laughs> in the next couple episodes, but it's also setups for other things happening because it's a it's an evolving world. Yeah. So I thought that this would be a good point. But eight eight, what's the highest you've given an assignment? I think that wasn't your own. Cyberpunk was a nine. Cyberpunk was a nine. Cyberpunk was a nine. Um, Cyberpunk was a nine. Uh, what did I give Oshinoko? I know I gave that a really high number. I think you also gave that like a nine-ish. Yeah, and I I think yeah. I liked eighty-six of my own, <laughs> but you know. Oh well, yeah, obviously. Um, but this eight-eight still really high because it's like you 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 just oh, can't yeah, deny no. like it's just good. Uh, I'm I'm not complaining about mm-hmm. the score. I was just curious about like. I know you've been in this range before. I couldn't remember what exactly was higher, but we I, should I kind of forgot. Probably go back but. and. F- put these all on a chart somewhere and um, because I think it'd be neat to go back and talk about where we've been and where we've gone and where, and where we think on them. But anywho, eight, eight, I agree. I like eight, eight idea. for Vinland. Um, super solid, not blown me away. Top 10 just yet, but I, the, they're definitely setting it up. Okay. Nick, what about you? As I said, love this a lot. I think the historical nature of it kind of tapped into just some kind of, stuff i really like so for me man this probably a nine five wow Ooh, that's okay that's hot. uh yeah i i really enjoyed watching these 10 episodes it was hard not to keep going and i was hearing the op mm. in my head for i think a week straight <laughs> after watching the last episode uh man that metal for a viking show is just chef's it, kiss it fits it fits yeah. so very well yeah, my, my complaints about the show are minor. It's one of those things where it's like just kind of the packaging or the marketing around this could have been done a little bit better to make a few things hit a little harder. But I'm not worried about where this is going because I've heard nothing but good things about the rest of this show. Like people are praising season oh, yeah. two as oh my gosh. year. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's like I have no concerns about where this is going. I've heard, heard only good things. It was if I like this show, I know I'm going to like the rest. So I'm not worried about that part. Okay. That's fair. I know the memes are pretty tasty for season two, where it's like season one, revenge arc. Season two, uh, it's the farming simulator, but then the person's like, man, what? I don't care about Thorfinn fucking farming. And then it says <laughs> by the end of season two, if Thorfinn can't get his radishes in, oh, what is he going to do? 
<laughs> and I'm really invested in it. So I've heard it called Farmland Saga. Yeah, for yeah, two. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm here for it. So I look forward to um, seeing where this goes. You know, I the reviews are out there. The manga is legendary. So I mean, Mappa's obviously putting some care and effort into it. So it's yeah. working for for me. I, this is a ten. This is a the first for ten me, episodes. Even for the first 10, okay. like my gripes are so minuscule and it's literally with just episode seven, like with the weird Muppet Ghibli guy, like, and that's it. But otherwise I love everything, even the pacing, which is odd because I, I think what I'm learning about myself also doing this podcast is that I very, very much enjoy a good character drama. I always say out loud, like, nah, 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 it's got to be a good action that's really hard hitting. But then, like, with Megalobox, I had, like, a self-realization of, like, there's not a lot of action in that, but I fucking love it. And even in this one, there's not a whole lot of action. Like, it's not the focus. And I fucking love it. Yeah. So having this good character drama with these complex characters that are very nuanced and they have their own motivations... And not everyone is just a trope really makes me enjoy it so much. And yeah, through the first 10 episodes, this is a 10. Because also when I watched this, I binged the fuck (laughs) out of it. Like I went to town on, I think I finished the first season within a matter of. Where did you watch it? Because this was an Amazon jail for a while. I, where did I watch it? I think I watched it on Crunchy. Or I may have watched it on Amazon because we have Amazon. I'm not sure. Um, But I did watch it within like a matter. I think first season I did in like three days. Yeah. Where I was just, this is all I was doing. So, I mean, I was enthralled. It had its hooks in me very early. Um, Because also the, the manga did. And reading the manga, like even I knew what was going to happen watching the show Knowing what was going to happen did not take away from me even a little bit. If anything, it enhanced it because reading the manga, you have static images where you give these characters their own voice in your head and you imagine how these scenes play out. And watching it was also a, oh, they did this better than how I imagined it. So you're saying... You knowing no, the no, story no, no. Stop, stop, made stop, it stop, better. Stop, stop, stop. I knew what you were going to do. I knew uh, you were going to do that. And no. I'm saying seeing it realized fully made it better. Right. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, God, I should have known that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. But it was very good. Yeah, it so, was. So manga wise, top 10 manga. Anime-wise, top 10 anime. I love this shit. It's fucking fantastic. And I think you guys will like the rest yeah. of it. Like like you said, you have no reservations about if you'll like the rest of it. I know you will. You know you will. Oh, yeah. I'd be interested to see what you guys think come later. Um, this might be one that I probably won't assign. I'll say just go for it, and then we can like maybe do it in like a recap yeah, sure. visit thing. Uh, but 
Yeah. yeah, I love this shit. It's a 10. For listeners, we've been kicking around the idea of doing a extra credit episode down the line where we look at all the series that we've finished beyond the assignment and have a quick discussion about them. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's referring to. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. We're, we're in the high eights to 10 region between the three of us. Um but yeah, that's the show. I other than I, Cyberpunk, this is one I recommend. Everybody. Other than Cyberpunk, this is probably our and maybe eighty six. Kind of well, no, I think Nick was in the seven fives for eighty six. No, I gave it an eight. An eight. I was gonna so say Nick so gave so it an probably eight. this yeah. and Cyberpunk are probably our highest average. Highest so far. I yeah, I agree across the board. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. God damn it, I'm killing it. I mean, those were the two on your list I was most excited for. Yeah, I was excited for both of those two. I I was going to say those were the most hype out of my Because I think each episode we do that little tease bit. Oh, what do you think I'm going to do this time? And it was either one of us saying Cyberpunk, the other person was saying Vinland. (laughs) Vinland, yeah. Um, But yeah, this this is also uh, another point I meant to make. This is one of those ones. I don't remember if I said it in the part one. One of those ones I recommend to people that don't watch anime. Yeah, like if someone sure. wants like a jumping off point, or someone that's like, oh, I'm not a fan of anime, but what should I watch? This is one of yeah. Them other than Frogman, this it played it real straight. So yeah. and even Frogman happens so much later than you expect. Like if you're into episode seven, you're probably already hooked. Like, I don't imagine someone making it all the way to episode seven if they don't like the show. Yeah, we'll get Dan to stop watching Demon Slayer and start watching Vinland Saga. Yeah. What? Dan Thurry. Yeah. Different. Not, oh, not I was like, what's, what's wrong with Demon Slayer? Another friend of ours said he's watching his first anime and he said, I'm watching my first anime, something called Dragon Slayer. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Do you mean Demon Slayer? And he goes, oh yeah, that. And that's his first anime. That's not a bad so, spot yeah, to, to start. Watch this. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, that's a good place to wrap it up. Thank you guys for joining me on this saga. <laughs> See what I mean? But otherwise, any final thoughts, closing arguments, anything else? No. Very much enjoyed this, and uh, we'll get Dan back in the host chair next week. Next week? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's me. Yeah. This Dan, not the other Dan. Not the other Dan. Uh, there's too many Dans. There's there's <laughs> half there's Dan, many. and there's other two there's Dan. <laughs> two Dan, whole Dan, whole Dan. three-quarter Dan. All right. But all right. If nothing else, I would say we'll end it there and catch you guys next week. See you next week. Later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Anime Backlog Podcast. If you want to follow along with Dan, Marcus, and Nick for the next anime saga, the assignment is for Marcus and Nick to watch the second season of 86. If you enjoyed the show, we know you did, and you want to support us, it would be really awesome if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the show or spread the word about the show to your friends or on social media or both. Do all of that stuff. We genuinely appreciate any help you all can give us in helping to grow the podcast. You can follow the show on most social media platforms at the handle at the anime backlog. If you want to follow us individually, you can find us on Twitter. Dan at Avarice 77, Nick at Nick Sparts, and me, Marcus at Marcus RVO. We really appreciate you weaving out with us, and we'll see you next Wednesday.